And welcome to Dark Guidance. I'm Chris. I'm Brian. I'm Tom. I'm Jack. And today, it's uh, the day, uh, it's uh, Tuesday in Australia, which means as we're ahead of the times, uh, we have finally, unfortunately, gotten the release that was meant to be on Monday, and that release is one we've been waiting on for a while. It's been hinted at all throughout this month, and it's been pretty exciting to receive. It is the November Dynamic Update. Date. A thing that was basically uh, now meshed around due to COVID, um, it was originally going to be just a basically a rollout of the Troll CID and maybe a couple of like random fixes, and now has included a really spicy package that's been added into, and that is a bunch of changes to all of the battle box casters that were not touched already during the CID. That is correct, as well as some nerfs to Infernals. Uh, indeed, yeah. Some oh, I'd say and, and trolls got a nerf as well as mercs. Yes, yeah. true, true, true. Trolls definitely got the worst nerf there. I suspect they got nerfed twice. In fact, in fact, the faction is how unplayable. Oh yeah, fact, they did get nerfed twice. In fact, actually, as someone who's played trolls and their CID, how terrible is your faction, Tomo? Really bad. Yeah. How bad um, are three barrage teams? Oh, really good. Sorry, no, that was the word I was looking for. Really good. Um, yeah, no, trolls seem sweet after this. Um. Uh, CID rollout update, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've been playing a bunch of them. I know Brian's been playing a bunch of them. Um, they're exciting. I don't know if I've got much more to say on what we kind of intonated at in our Trollbloods cast, um, except that I've played a lot more Helga too since then, and she is pretty freaking fun. Yeah, um, I'm super keen. Yeah, but I think, like, if anything, we might have lists, like, once the whole thing has been rolled out and we've been playing it for a while. Like, but really, um, I think everything that came out was a bit business as usual. And I'd be really more interested to see what happens once we've got the rules for like Gumbion barrage teams and, um, cuddle bear. Um, what's his name? Bumbles. 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 Yeah. And yeah. Boom Hollow yeah. three. Yeah. yeah. No, that guy whatever. can go like eat a bag. Um, well, no, cause he might get, you know, better. Yeah. Not, not terrible. Um, I'd be really excited for him to be not terrible, but, um, yeah. uh, I don't live in hope. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, um, but he's going to end up in he's going to end up in some capacity or another. I think like okay, terrible, amazing. Like it's just he's such a weird model. Places, and he's like the not. one who got nerf it, hoof it nerfed. Yeah, he Indeed. did. Indeed. Uh, like any um, good models, he gets other models nerfed by accident. Yeah, take that gristle one. I actually think yeah. that uh, the scorn memes page has been pretty spicy this week. Um, I don't think it, it's been spicy enough on the. Um, the Gristle one nerf front. Um, I think that she's definitely well, now, now in the Haley one bracket. It's it's definitely been more focused on scorn memes, meta Being scorn memes on yeah, scorn memes. It, it got it got weird, okay? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah yeah. It really I've got did, analogies, actually. but I but I won't go into them because most of them um, get pretty filthy so pretty visual. fast. Yeah 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 yeah. Um, yeah yeah. It's yeah. Oh man. Uh, if nothing, if you want to look at a raging tire fire in action, I guess check scorn memes any day of the week. No, but this I, week I, has been this week it evolved. Fine. This week yeah. it evolved from being a tire fire to basically being the serpent Orboros that where everybody posting on it was that snake trying to eat itself. But they're all <laughs> dudes, so I'll let you figure finish that image in your own head. Uh, yeah, we're gonna move right along there. Um, <laughs> This Very is an audio quick. podcast. You have to describe <laughs> it or it doesn't count. <laughs> no, I'm good. No, I think no listeners have, unfortunately, enough imagination to finish that picture. So we're moving on to Fiona the Black, who basically, again, like all good models, got a random spell nerfed. 
Uh, in this case, it's Befuddle. So this is actually a thing. A lot of people were kind of after nerfs to minions. Sorry, sorry, not to minions. Although minions could frankly deserve a nerf at this rate. Um, but to mercs, to Menoth, and to Infernals themselves. And the only run that actually got properly hit, I would say, is in fact Infernals. This, however, does come up. So basically, the change to Befuddle is it goes from taking control of a model to just a three-inch push. Um, now, still a good spell? Still a good spell. Significantly more counterplay. For instance, Agreed. the objective now longer stops you. And obviously, this stops the kind of... It was acceptable to have for a time, but realistically, it was always ridiculous countercharge befuddle interaction. Now, having used it a couple of times, it's not as good as people say in practice, but when you just tell people that you can do it, they just freak out. It's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will do infinitely more damage in the mind of your opponent than it will ever do on the table. And mm -hmm. if they don't respect it, the problem is, like, you could still do it and just go like, oh, actually, I can just go to your caster now with a Toro that just mysteriously got eight extra inches for showing up because I did a cheeky, like, befuddle countercharge. So this way now, the spell is basically... It also doesn't change facing, which I kind of think is a bit important. It's not like a, it's effectively just a three-inch knock, like, say, Abyssal Gate. But this means, for instance, that, like, Calandra, while we're talking tragic troll nerfs, this one is actually stings a bit. Calandra can no longer run Highwaymen, because she can't no, befuddle she, them. That was always a fucking pipe dream, Chris. Okay, that was never I, a good play. Frawley, okay, Frawley ran it a bunch, right? And while we're throwing him under the bus, Frawley also died a bunch running Calandra like that. But it was a thing you could do. Like, yeah, it was. Like, it's cute, but it's it's like jank. That's actual jank. True. I guess also in the Fiona case, this does mean that Fiona can't run crows because you can't do the same thing. And crows, unlike highwaymen, have actual long range guns and rate. You know. Yeah. Repo and repo five. five. I mean, I they still are worth taking. The... They're still worth taking just because they have repo five and actually can get behind models. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But to me, this more solidifies that if you're playing Fiona, I, I think. think... It... It means you want her in Flame of the Darkness. Oh, yeah, sure. But I, I mean, just crows are still fine. Yeah, they're, just... they're, they're, definitely, they're definitely more playable than, I'd say, Highwaymen at this juncture. Although, who knows, like, uh, post-Troll CID, maybe there's some room for Highwaymen, I guess. So, can um, I say something? Sure. Yeah. Go for it, Jack. Someone tell me what in Mercs is broken outside of Befuddle. What in Mercs is broken outside of Befuddle? Yeah, I need to know. Uh, you mean Gatsby? Gatsby 4 would be my number one. Um, That's fair. But Gatsby is not just a Merc model, but sure. No, yeah. I think Gatsby I think Gatsby was part of a bunch of releases that were just problematic in general for what they brought. Yeah, I'd um, say Strange Bedfellows in general, like, that list could be toned down. Like, it doesn't yes. necessarily have to be Gatsby 4, I think. Just, I think but Swift some aspect, might have been the problem there. Yeah. I agree. Like I've all, like I always found Gatsby Four was like just a very glorified heavy in that list. He was, but mm. he was also like an incredible buff solo. But mm. the reason that list became so stupid is of what he was buffing. Like Neg Angels mm. probably a bit over the curve. I think yeah, you don't need to do much, but something maybe. Um, I think he's um like his his problem. Like I've got no problem with Dark Shroud because like at this point I just accept that the whole game is turbo lethal. It's just the cloud. Um, the Cloudwall and the, the Bloodthirst, I think, are the problems specifically in Strange Bedfellows. And the Bloodthirst elsewhere is pretty OP, say, but it's but, know, it's but it's manageable, I mean, yeah. right? 
Yeah. I'm going to say that the Bloodthirst probably should not work on warrior models. That yeah, would be I agree. Change. I think that's fine. Like, because because that, that it doesn't work on himself. And, yeah, it doesn't work on himself, which was always the problem when he was in CID, was like he himself just accidentally was threat 13 without using Flicker. Yeah. Like, um, the fact that he's just like, okay, Clockwork Angels, you can literally apparate into just in my range and then get Bloodthirst. Right? Yeah. Or Gatsby himself could move around and do it, and then, yeah. Like, something about that kit might be a bit strong. I could see him getting hit in the next round, maybe. It depends on how the game shakes out. But um, that'd be my call. Yeah, I also think just it brings plus two on, like, plus two inch on plus two inch on plus two inch, which doesn't require any work to really achieve, which I mm. think is, um, yeah, I, like, that's that's my biggest problem with that whole list, really, um, is that it just, it's too easy to, like, live the dream a lot of the time. I mean, um, how do you do it? You have one solo who herself apparates, be within yeah. seven inches of, like, Air Angel. You then have another another unit who is a Warcaster who has to be within nine inches of you at any point when you start your charge. And then you have to have one of your car- one of your Angel Casters either cast a spell or just pop their feet. Yep. And if you tried to do any work before that process began, you're... Yep. Because um, that can also work on, oh, I don't know. Uh, Hypatia herself is actually pretty dangerous when she do, when she gets it, because she charges off a long fucking way. Sure um, does. Yeah. And the Warjacks, that to say the Warjacks themselves as well. Um, but yeah, like, that being said, like, the change to Befuddle, I said the, um, the, like, lack of facing is definitely, like, uh, it's a little bit of, it is an actual nerf, even if you can account for the pushing. Like, pushing also means you can't go around stuff. So, this nerf is, I think, actually a lot more than people, uh, like, because people are making jokes about, like, this is, like, the lo- the lamest nerf ever, but it is actually significant. It's very good. Um, it's well I think it, I think it's, I think it's actually perfect, because if you do too much, like, if you literally bad have like, Fiona, then it's just like, why did you even make this cast? I mean, it is, a, it is a gigantic nerf to the spell. It is. Yeah. It is. Like, absolutely. Now, it's not, mess- I don't know if it's even better than TK anymore. I don't think so. No, but it's not. Like, it's... It before this nerf was a strictly better TK, right? It's a three cost one inch further TK that gets around it's the, the anti placement rules. Yeah, so it's two cost TK that yeah. moves you one inch further than TK does and gets around no placey effects. And non linear. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And actually um, works on models that, yeah, and yeah, pretty much, yeah. Longer range than TK as well? Yeah. Uh, I believe which, so, because it was originally means, not meant to be cast by an arc node. <laughs> I was yep. going to make that exact point, is that that spell was never designed to have an arc node attached to it. Mm. Oh, it's too late for that. Well, I, I, I agree. We don't live yeah. in that world anymore. But yeah, so this time you trade one inch for TK with like a bunch of restrictions, and then you're right. I don't think it's better than TK, but that's okay because TK is one of the best spells in yeah, the game. Yeah, it's fine. It's, yeah. Still a, it's still her defining spell probably, but it's not broken. No. Yeah, that's fine. Mm. Um... Which leads us to the Infernals, which I think this one, because the Infernals got two nerfs, and I do actually think they're quite significant. Well um, deserved. Well deserved. Very well I mean, deserved. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, one was one is silly and one is, like, makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, to start with, like, Infernals themselves, like, their core mechanics haven't been touched. They're still, like, the infinite value machine of War Machine, right? And there's still the, like, you know, what was it, um... Fractional Reserve Banking, I think you once called it, Tomo? Um, speculative Investment. Hmm. 
Well, your investment's got a little worse, but it's fine overall. Yeah. So the two changes are Valen Hawk, which is the Fallen Knight, has changed from Tactician literally every model in the Infernals faction to Tactician Warrior. That was so dumb. Which is basically somewhat useless one in Infernals. But... No, it's uh, still it's, good. It's better in the Hearts of Darkness than it is in uh, sure. Dark Legacy. Sure. But, yeah. It's it, kind of uh, useless. I mean, the, the reason why it was so good was goes into the second nerf, which is the Tormentor, which was by far their most summon heavy, which is crab, like, you know, the crab heavy. With by far their most summon and paid for heavy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, true, because it was cheaper as well. So the I don't think is this now, changes that. No. It doesn't, because that's just how Infernals are. Our Tormentors, incidentally, will used to be mat 7 with countercharge through everything. Now, realistically, they're mat 6 with fair countercharge. Like, you know, you can block in Tormentors behind other Tormentors, as opposed to having you charge one Tormentor and another Tormentor at the back of, like, their fucking line just goes, okay, I'm going to go through an adventure through seven of my own models and go kill, eat whatever you just attacked me with. Okay, thanks for playing. I think, um... Where this also hits, and I think one of the, like the latent effects of this is that it makes the gate a lot more awkward in a list. Um, yeah. Because you oh, used to be so able to, much so. Like you used to be able to hide your idiots, like that you're going to summon through or do cool effects or whatever you want to do with your infernal list that aren't tormentors. Um, you'd hide like you could bunker them behind a gate and then just like of no consequence walk mm. them through a huge base model. Um, and that meant that you could like that, that like that has like numerous um benefits for the infernal list right like a you can just put the gate wherever you want which is already a huge huge thing um because you can then leverage its gun you can like use its um movement shenanigans all that sort of stuff this probably makes infernals a little bit less new player friendly i don't think that was super new player friendly to begin with but because the gate is fairly important for that faction um at least on the in um, masters side of things you now need to be really cognizant of how to deploy and unpack your lists. And in a, in a game where you're not only deploying and unpacking at the start of the game, but then sort of de- redeploying and unpacking throughout the game, that just adds a layer of like complexity on a layer of complexity um, that wasn't there before. Um, and I think that might have been something that they didn't really think about when they were designing the faction from the ground up and how the gate works. Um, I think because I'm not like I, yeah. Sorry, I, God, like, I'm, no, you're right. Like my like, just last bit that I was gonna say is like I don't really mind things having been able to walk through the gate. Um, I'm glad, like I'm happy that it's gone, but I also think that it, it does clunky up how a an infernal list unpacks itself now. Yeah, uh, I, think the I big... mean, it actually has to unpack itself rather than just you know spread as it was. Yeah, I have abject bullshit with movement. Well, well it actually makes... infernals could make the giant biggest death ball ever. What I think it actually really affects is cultists. Because mm. cultist placement now becomes a skill as opposed to just an accident. Mm-hmm. Like, half the time you're just like, I guess my cultists just walk, like, they could walk in front of, through, and around tormentors, and it literally didn't matter. Like, it wouldn't, mm. you wouldn't screw your, your tormentor counter charge with bad cultist placement because you're just like, lol, tactician. Yeah. I, n- I honestly never felt like that was an issue. They have, like, a three inch, like, effect. So they usually could stand behind the back lines and didn't interact at all. What it actually does and doesn't actually change is it allows them to move through themselves with that impunity. That hasn't changed at all, but I don't think it's worth taking Valen just for that. 
I think the biggest issue which people will realize after playing with the new tactician is that now your auto of activations every turn is completely different. Because before you could arrange your models in whatever was optimal against the opponent's army. Now you can't do that because if you do that, you suddenly can't move your models in the order that you want to turn after. Let's say you want to put your light in front of your heavy uh, to body block a landing spot. Okay, before you just do it. Now if you do that, suddenly you have to move your light out of the way to do maybe nothing and then activate your heavy or put your ranged unit behind your melee unit or in front of your melee unit because you can't suddenly choose to do it uh, in whatever order you want to turn after, which is actually going to be a big problem because a lot of the times the Infernal player will like move the heavies up and then they'll summon a heavy and they'll put it wherever it's convenient, like in front or yeah. if they're putting a desolator with a cloud or whatever. But now if you do that, suddenly your melee heavy can't get through your desolator, so mm-hmm. now you have to move that first and then it's just the whole layer of irritation. So it's not just like unpacking, but it's also how you activate your models the next turn might screw them. Agreed. That yeah, also, agree. that reminds me of another point that this affects, is one of the ways you keep your summonable solos alive is you keep them in the back lines if they're not doing anything else, and you tend to use them later to create a heavy. And then literally when you're ready and you've decided what you want to do with them, you could run them from the back line into whatever position you want, which is now much harder because they can't just beeline it in a straight line through your army. You have to make space, or you have to like leave a gap. Yeah, or and if you can't, it will completely you can't, fuck you. If you can't make space, and you have to summon your heavy in the midline, suddenly it's even worse, because then he yeah. can't get through to the front. Also, yeah. the heavy, yeah, like, when do you summon? You summon during the master's activation, right? So now the master's activation now is suddenly very important, because of mm-hmm. when you create your heavy... like. You can't have what used to happen, which is like Lord Regert goes in, he walks six through your entire army, casts a spell using Spell Slave, it doesn't even matter, or gives like an extra focus, repos three inches forward, and the new master goes, it's like, oh, sweet, I guess I'll just like, you know, turn you into a heavy after casting the spell. Thanks for the discount, buddy. Now it's like, well, um, you have to set that up with clear paths beforehand, or you have to make those paths yourselves. Um mm. To me, I guess there's two effects here. One, Valenhawk is no longer an auto-include, so you will actually see probably Infernal lists where one of their lists does not have immunity to knockdown stationary for everyone, by accident, right? Like, um, yeah. they might still include it in one of their lists because that is still, like, the immunity to knockdown slash stationary is still such a powerful effect, but it probably won't be both. The second is, it's entirely possible because the Tormentor is the only one that got nerfed. All the other heavies are still, like, all the other infernal horrors are still good to go. So that means Shriekers, Desolators, and the like. So you might see just more Desolators because now the relative value, for one, countercharge is worse. And for two, mm-hmm. um, the mat of the Tormentor is, like, not seven. Like, one of the reasons you summoned Torments was actually because they were mat seven. Um, and that was I... just nice to have. I still think though your bread and butter heavy. I still don't think it'll change much in terms of uh, oh, selections, but I could change. That I could be wrong, no, but I, I feel like Matt six wrong. makes them less efficient. But I don't think it's gonna bring up yeah. the value of the other two. Yeah, I think it's just on comparative terms you might see it more often. But like previously, you basically saw a tormentor in case you needed a cloud wall, and also you probably just wanted one just in case you needed to crack some hard target, and then the rest was just crabs all for days, like. 
the Tormentor's value was more the fact it had a cloud wall than that, because of the way, like, countercharge stacking with Tactician tended to work. Like, if your entire army had countercharge, which frequently it did in Infernals, each instance of countercharge makes all the other instances more valuable, because now you have countercharging models that can cover for others. And if we, as in t typical Dark Guidance, or rather me tradition, bring it back to Kador, <coughs> um, there is a reason why Karchev's countercharge, which literally applies to his entire battle group, is not as disgusting as Infernal's countercharge, right? It's because you have you can't charge through your own warjacks, right? So you actually have to create spots and landing zones and have very distinct lines, and your opponent can muck with that. Whereas if you literally just make a giant ball of tormentors, right? It doesn't matter what you engage with, the first guy is going to trigger a countercharge that will be yep. effective in some capacity. And then that's just free damage and threat extension. And more importantly, clock time, your opponent has to spend agonizing over why they were playing this game in the first place. Yeah, I think the um, the other <clears throat> really simple effect that it has as well is that Tormentors, like you were saying with the mat, like Tormentors had built in a number redundancy into your list um, because of the mat seven. And I yep. think that you now need to, like, um, you need to be utilizing the list far more intelligently throughout the game. So things like your Oren rerolls or landing a black spot or, you know, getting your synergy chain up by actually, like, doing things importantly. Um, <clears throat> like, or at least efficient, sorry, efficiently is the word I'm looking for there. First and foremost. Name, uh, Runewood alive? So that because yeah, it's like, the curse, curse out, is now, yeah. Now yeah, that becomes important. quite important. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, that also means, like, if you're take, not taking Hawk, you also have the um, room in your list to take more solos, which, like, bring those effects, which... So, you know, it's, it swings in roundabouts. I just think that it makes Infernals a more complicated faction to play. Agreed. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just something to adjust to. It's, in terms of nerfs, not uh, a very uh, heavy one. Infernal heavies are steady, right? No. Yeah. No, what? Hawk, Aren't they? Hawk didn't, does, didn't Hawk give them the steady? Uh, I'll double check, but I thought the four legs usually means that you're steady. Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely, like... Um, the snake is definitely, definitely steady, isn't it? Uh, Tormentor. Tormentors no, are it's steady. the Tormentors are steady. Sorry. Like, actually, I yeah, all of, them, all of them are steady. Yeah, so, just actually, make, I, so you just lose them into stationary. I don't think you'll see Hawk in any list anymore. Um, it depends. I, again, I, mean, I think you might see him in Dark... Uh, so not Dark Legacy, in... Yeah, yeah sorry. as in any real infernalist, as in with the. You know. <laughs> I, I think, in fact, I will go as far as to say it is a mistake if you put him in your list and pay for it. I think you lose two solos by doing that, and I think that the two solos are going to do more for your list from now on. Much more. The, the most impressive thing, the most important thing to me about this change is that Sorcia One's value against Infernals has risen considerably. Yeah, because he's not in every list. I mean, that's, that's actually a thing. Is like, um, that was a problem with Infernals was that they accidentally counted like knockdown and stationary and everything like that, which warped a bunch of metas, uh, and bunch of faction rosters. So yeah, I guess Social One is back on the menu, boys. I uh, for one welcome our new Frozen Lady Overlords. It's, yeah, there's still a, there is a, still a chance you run into the matchup and you might get fucked because they're still playing Hoke, but it seems like the chance of that is considerably lessened. And even if it's they fine. do, I think, they'd, I think they'd only run at him in, like, one of the two lists. Like, I cannot see him being run in both of your lists. Like, and, you really then you're playing, and then you're playing a list yeah. chicken, and then it's just about how comfortable you are in those matchups. Yeah, I think um, I think what happens with the meta over the next little bit will be very interesting. I think, like, lots of been has been released, and 
having watched um, and played against Jack with Primal Terrors, I dare say that that is going to be a popular list choice on the rise, So, which which will only encourage things like Sorcerer 1 to come back. Um, so it'll just be interesting. He becomes a very he becomes a good tech choice if that's an important thing you need in your list from now on. Yes. But by and, no means that, by no right. means is he essential. It's just that you like he's a good thing to have in the roster if you need it. This Seven is points. exactly where I want Sorcia to be, where she's just like not an like she's not an auto counter to like too many things, and there's enough things in the metal where people are like, oh, they won't play that, which means people won't counter for her. Yeah. Is my dream because right. that's that's where she's effective. But I'm also an advocate for taking anti-effect abusive shit out of the game. I mean, I wish that other examples might have been touched with this round of CIDs, like, I don't know, initiates. But, um, you know, I'll take one round of don't get to do things that your army would otherwise be able to do. Yeah, I'm um, surprised away. they dodged the bullet again. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, um, I, I, I am actually a little I'll surprised. Like, I realistically think, like, the problem is... Faithful masses like that. Something needs to change in that. Like maybe yes, lots of things masses, need to change that. Yeah. Well, like initiates are fine if you pay for them. The fact that you don't pay for them is kind of silly. The, the fact, fact that, that everything that gets triggered all the time. Well, look, we have a new metal cast that we're going to talk about, and I'm just going to say this is a good segue to talk about it because of just the how dopey the list building has become for this caster. When Jack was just like, "Well, I guess I just put Ash and Vale on my initiates," like. That's what Menoth has been reduced to. It's just like, okay, what can we add? What kind of like garnish can we add to our bacon sandwich? Well, like, no, if they actually fixed the Revelator to be playable, I wouldn't be going down that path. I mean, no, you would be. You'd still be playing into Faithful Masses. Don't you lie, Jack? Nah. No, I wouldn't. Nah. Really? Can you really no. Really? No, go back to exemplars, right? I don't. I wouldn't want to play a Colossal in Faithful Masses unless I actually have to. Yeah. Uh, all right then. It Fine. doesn't get my doesn't get the benefit in a relevant way no but he's he's one really good ability that's come out and uh, uh, do you guys want to do a card read right now for malicus but you know um, what we should go to it well first things first um battle box casters all of them got uh some spice of various different levels i think some of them are now incredibly good and some of them are decent and look even the worst of them like are still going to be more interesting than they ever were because none of them got really nerfed at any capacity um but yeah, like they've continued this trend since um, uh, Chrissa, which they did for Legion. Again, they turned Chrissa from literally one of the probably the example of how to not make a caster or how to make like an auto-filled spreadsheet into one of the more interesting Legion casters that can be played in multiple different ways. And is also where would you rate Chrissa in the Legion scale, Jack? How um, about probably number three, two or number three? Number three? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty that's good. A, that's a significant. It uplift. Consider I mean, her number one say... for a bit, but she's probably number two, to be honest. Two or three? Uh, I could, yeah, I could buy that. Who's above her, Jack? Zag's one. It's not locked in stone. Um, there are a couple that are in contention. Probably like Callus one, Animag, and Bethane two, Bethane one. Those four are in contention, but she's probably like number so, three. So she's somewhere in the top five. Those she's four easily in the top five, yeah. um, but could be top two yeah sure uh, more realistically is like i think one of the reasons she's not actually like the top one is because she doesn't typically synergize with like primal terrors um and like she synergizes more with a different style of legion which is like children of the dragon in any case though we have a whole bunch of like a battle box casters that have been touched and since we were talking about menoth anyway and uh the fact that you can just casually give ash and veil to your initiates we should talk about malchus to start things off well, the thing about Malakus is that he's actually 
effectively is really focus efficient now. So he went from having an okay focus stat, but nothing useful to do with it, to now having like effectively like 12 focus or something ridiculous like that, or even more than 12 focus. Because Fable of Ash, which gives everyone Ash and Veil, is kind of like a better version of Fog of War. So if you think of it that way, he's basically got a free spell there every turn if he wants it, like a defensive upkeep. Somewhere between, halfway between Fog of War and, I don't know, like... And while it only affects your Fog warrior models, it's not, like, effective on jacks anyway. Sure, it does, basically does nothing for male war jacks that are all def 10, or Which have why, already. So and it doesn't have the negative effect of affecting enemy models like Fog yeah. of War does. Yeah. So he's got a free upkeep already there that he doesn't have to cast at the start of the game. And then, the alternative, he can cast a spell for free every turn, uh, which can be any spell as opposed to other casters in the game. So you can cast Scourge for free, which is a four-cost spell. So he can get four focus there, which is, you know, he's seven, so that's like 11 already. So he kind of has, like, infinity focus. Um, and if he wants to, he can cast, what's it called? Brand of Fire, that new, that callus spell. Sure. Uh, which is uh, power 14 fire nuke, so... If he wants to feed, he can get two boosted, fully boosted power 14s into the caster if you can obviously reach them. It's kind of like shit obliteration, but yeah, it's you'll take it if you need it. How'd you um, take, give him, oh yeah, two fully boosted. Yep, yep. Yeah, exa- exactly two fully boosted. Um, and then they'll get a boosted fire roll if they're not dead on the next turn. So, I mean, it's not too bad, actually. It's it's a, it's actually quite likely to kill people if they're not paying attention, if you get actually, it. Actually, it's, it's, if you've got a Minoth Archon, that's two, four die six power 16s. Sure, now you're living one, the dream, for sure. And one at that point, three you might as well... Is that actually you're living the dream, though? That's like, you basically just hit a caster with a nuke twice, and you got a model that's quite tanky to kill to run within five inches of a guy. Like, that doesn't seem that unlikely. Okay, sure. The problem is, though, you need an arc node in Menoth, which is really awkward, so that's kind of a... Yeah. Or you just need it all in, it's fine. But, like... Sure. Yeah. Your dream, the dream is to cast it with your face. That is the dream. <laughs> yeah. But, like, but it is a one-turn dream because the game is immediately over either way. Yeah. But it is well, a dream. I mean, that means over the opponent's next turn when he di- burns to death, obviously. Sure, sure, so, sure. Like... But ideally, you never want to take an arc node. So that's what makes it awkward. But if you do get it off, it is two double-boosted. Two boosted to hit, double-boosted for damage, power 14s, and a auto-hitting boosted power 12. Uh, 14. Yeah. Well, with an arc on a 16-16 double-boosted and then... 14 boosted but yeah it is quite likely to kill you so that's you know he's kind of like turned into this focus you know for days caster like the problem is what is he doing it what is he using his focus on on a turn-by-turn basis when he's not going for the face that's the big problem because if he's just doing ashen veil okay that's fine defensively but what is he doing with his stack he can open fire on one warjack which is mediocre at best uh like yeah, you can get an extra shot out of a duty if you're running a duty, but that's like whatever. Like that's not a that's not a reason to play a caster. And then he's got a damage buff, which is fine, generic. It's it's nice to have. Uh, he's got a bad defensive upkeep in in Vanishing Ward. He's got Scourge, which is cute with a duty, but it's not. Once again, no arc node, so it's not not particularly applicable. Um, mm. And yeah, he's got that's it. Like that's basically his kit. So the problem is, what am I doing every turn? Ideally, you want to open. Did fire. you mention open fire? Yeah, that ideally ignite. you want to open yeah. fire like a duty, and you ideally you also want to spray something with his spray and not die. That that was nice too. Um, and then allocate some focus. It's not that exciting. Yeah. That's the problem. Like I'm not. Saying no, he's not exciting. 
Just like most Minos casters, he's not that exciting to play. True. He used to be really unexciting. Now he's yeah, slightly yeah. more exciting, but still not exciting. He's I mean, useful, if he wants to, he exciting. can bully people, but... Yeah, I like I like the fact that now he can go face with mm. like he means it, you know, like yeah. as opposed to before, where he's kind of like I can't really. I know There's I have spray, spray, scourge, brand of fire, it, like those are all things that should make people slightly worry about yeah, what they decide to worry. do. That's the thing. They, they, they think if he really wants me to kill me, he might actually kill me. That's nice to have. Uh, yeah. I just wish Menoth had either a colossal that was more synergistic with his feet that was playable. Or a better arc node that he could take. Those are the mm. two issues. So it's not really his problem, maybe, as much as the faction's problem, but, you know, he's still, my, in the end, he's a little bit awkward. My counterpoint to that is that he makes a list that is already obnoxious to try and take off the table even more obnoxious to take off the table, and I think that's kind of worth price, the price of admission alone. Sure, but you could also do that with Serenia. You could do it with I agree. Hive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But that doesn't make him a bad card. Like, like I think he's he's definitely serviceable. Um, I just think that he's. I, I don't think he's particularly interesting. I also just don't like that more defense. I don't like more defensive buffs in Faithful Masses because that list annoys the shit out of me. Um, sure. I will say. Me, I don't know if you guys have talked about it, but he kind of reminds me of basically a bit of Sevi Two. Um, it's like Sevi Two, but in a more modern capacity for more Faithful Masses shenanigans. Yeah. Uh, mm. That's fair. Like. I don't know, though. I, I kind of agree with you, Tom. It's like, I'm not sure I really like that in a thing. And uh, I, I will say... Shits with Ashenfail. Like, come on. I'm yeah. going to say that you will almost... I actually can't think of a situation where I would ever use his third song. Like the Cinder song when they get free Blazing Wrath no. and free charge. I actually can't think of a situation where I would use that. Like, what? I could just allocate focus to get a charge i understand that you can't get four focus on a warjack but like, i think i think you're off and uh, if we're talking about warjacks charging really we're talking like faithful masses warjacks which are already very strong like their, their damage output isn't i don't think is a really a big problem exactly so getting netting one extra focus is not that huge had it been like you know don't like they still pay for charges but get plus two inches of movement like yeah exactly that, that yes. might have been quite interesting and, and yes, quite dynamic. that would have been interesting. Um, again, I don't want more buffs for Menoth, um, but I would say that would have been a much more interesting functional change to put on that caster. Because, like, yeah. I'm just, I was just reading it and thinking, and, and I just kept thinking about a situation. Like, I was trying to make up a situation where I would use it. It's like, you're trying to fix the numbers, right? Because it's not a threat extension, so it's really just like an extra, a little bit of free damage. It's a, yeah. it's a, but it's a conditional is, extra focus for your heavy. Yeah, which that is also free damage. relies on you spending focus on your caster, probably. No, no, no. no. There's off, two problems. There's two yeah. problems. No, there's more than two problems, but let's just start with two. <laughs> the first amazing. one is that if you wanted to fix the number on your heavy, you could cast Ignite on it. That's really simple. Yes. You just pay to focus and give a plus. Yes. That's functionally going to be. And same or more damage on whatever you're trying to punch. That's that's the first thing. Second thing is you have to set the thing on fire. Uh, and obviously the rest of your list can help with this. But if, let's just say it can't because you know Reasons. we're not you know we're not, we can't have any model we want for the purposes of this discussion. Let's say you have to put it on fire yourself. So yeah, two choices are you spray it, which is you know you got to be pretty close at that point, or you have to nuke it uh, either with with an arc node, I guess. Otherwise you're even closer. Uh, so let's say you have an arc node somehow and you nuke it with your three cost spell. Uh, you've got a boost to hit. At that point, you spend four focus. How much extra numbers are you going to get out of your heavy by spending that four focus for one free charge? Mm. I can tell you it's not going to be worth it. That's the first thing. 
The second thing I mean, is, I, by doing that, by doing that, spending four focus and using that prayer, you've also lost your free spell of the turn, or mm -hmm. after your spell. So mm -hmm. you're, you're kind of down like eight, or seven or eight focus at that point. To do what? To get a free charge. You're just never going to use it. Like, to get big numbers in a list that already delivers big numbers. Yeah. Big enough numbers. Or it's a list that you can already give big numbers to in a different way with the same cast. 100%. Like, if you ever use this, I'm going to say it's probably like, a if this was like a plus two inch thread extension, fucking, uh, like 100% it'd be worth it. That's be completely like, different. We're not even talking about the different. same effect anymore. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I think it just pretend like if you do it, it's probably to like BM some, like bad manners someone, or because mm -hmm. they set no, themselves on fire. Because you really want to, you weren't really wanted a free charge against I don't know, like fire eaters or something. No, like you just that. look retarded if you do this. Your opponent is gonna look at you and think, why would you do that? <laughs> Actually, the the um the counterpoint that I, the the other counterpoint that I would make is again, like getting one free focus is basically like you're trying to create big numbers. Well, he's also got an, an ability that just lets him cast a Scourge to knock something down so you don't even have to roll attack rolls for free. That's another one. Yes, he also has right? that on like, top of Ignite. On top of Ignite. So you can just go, okay, so instead of like one extra focus to charge, I could just make it that I auto-hit and have plus th two, three damage, whatever Ignite Which he can you. cast for free, that Scourge, might I add. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So you're, so you're already netting, pos like you're netting positive three to four focus on that. There's just no way you ever use that. I can't see um, it. I actually have a question, uh, Jack. Do you reckon it's worth taking a Hierophant with this guy? Because I kind of think no. he's almost good. The answer uh, to that sure? question is always no after your first line. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what, what your second line is, it or is it worth taking a Hierophant? You can stop there. The answer is no. I don't. Right. Need I don't focus even care efficiency. if you're playing Harvey. If you take it, all right. I, I won't flame you, but it's still incorrect. I mean, it's not for the focus efficiency. I was thinking it's for the extended range on his like nukes and stuff. But I no. guess Jack doesn't believe in going for the face. No, I do. I believe in going for the face. I don't believe in not dying if you don't if you go and fail. Uh, There's no. I want to be further away if I'm going to go for face. If I'm going to go for face, I'm not going to pay three points for the off chance that maybe I'm not in range in the next turn because of that two inches. I'm just going to go walk right next to you and do it. Like, I'm not going to make it, my list worse it. for that one percenter. Fair enough then. Um, either way, though, so I think what's our verdict on Malachus? Just in, I think it's pretty good. Briefly. He's fine. It's pretty good. He makes an annoying theme list as annoying as, as it is elsewhere. I, I think he wants I to mean, be elsewhere. I think he wants to be elsewhere, and he might in the future be elsewhere, but yeah, right now he's... he's right now, I think his job is trolling people with, like, uh, you know, Ashenvale on... As you said, Ashenvale initiates, but... I, and your horses. I, I think... Oh, uh, yes... But that's the thing. It's like I think like if Flame Guard ever got themselves like a thing like yes. Ash and Veil mm -hmm. on ponies and then Def Thirteen set defense Temple Flame Guard. Yeah, I know. I know. That's, that's what I said. He wants yeah. to be elsewhere. And I was yeah. thinking of Temple Flame Guard, but they need a staple unit that can do some damage. Even I understand he has Ignite, but that's not enough to make them. Power Thirteen kind of like, guys is not that good. Yeah, yes. they kind of need like I wouldn't say great bears, but like kind of one of those small weapon master type units. Like we were talking um, about it earlier, they need what is it, sisters of repentance or whatever the freaking call. Yeah, oh, yeah, they yeah, basically yeah. need Sist that. Yeah, yeah, or like daughters, like give like daughters of the flame, like I know Commodus daughters right. of the chainsaw. How how about that? <laughs> sure, sure. Right. Uh, well, they've learned from Fiora. Yeah, yes. pretty much. Yes. Just give them a bunch of Fiora swords. Yes, yes with weapon indeed. master. Because that's not... said though. Again, Malkith was kind of a boring dude. Like, I think his only purpose was basically like scourging and opening fire, and like I never saw a reason. He it was just bad so. Nemo three, right? <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Like, bad Nemo three. Sure. And like, I wouldn't even say he was like even 
bad Nemo 3. Like, bad implies that he could be good. He's just like, non-functional Nemo yeah, 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, even, it's, it's the way that, like, fire and electricity are designed. Because there's fewer things that are immune to electricity, there's more value in it. But it also, more, more of their things... things shoot electricity than fire. 100%. Well, that, because of that, because if fires, because so many things are immune to fire, PP doesn't want to give a bunch of things fire weapons that make them. Yeah, true. It's a drawback. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, so I think that's why it's like that. Yeah. Well, so, so, okay. So the last point I'm going to make. Li- oh, you want to do something? <laughs> the the last point I'm going to make is that uh, Malachus before had a non-functional feat, but the rest of his kit was so boring and sli- somewhat underwhelming that it wasn't good. Now the rest of his kit is slightly better, so that he. The fact that his feet is not consistent or good isn't as big a deal because uh, he can somewhat pull his weight without having to find a good feet every game he plays. That's his last thing. And if, he's, if he goes face, the feet will help him. Yes. Yeah. So you just sandbag it. Basically. Yeah. His feet probably do more damage again to your opponent's mind. It's just like, oh my god, if I'm on fire, I'm taking a power 12 to 14 3d6 damage roll. That can't be stopped. Like, there's... Mm. That's not a terrible thing to have in the back fine. pocket as an assassination. And also, like, you know, there's going to be those circumstances where randomly, like, you just flame a bunch of stuff by accident, and then you just feed and it just all auto-dies. Yeah. Um, the fact that he doesn't have fire start is a bit of a shame, but probably... It's okay. fine. Let's move He's on. Fine. To... Let's move on. Let's, let's move, move on, on to because we Maddox. had a perfect segue, yes, to go to Maddox. So let's talk about Major Beth Maddox. I'm going to do a hot take here. I'm going to say that if they made her focus seven... Like I was mm. hoping, in addition to what she actually get, got, she would be the best caster in Signa. Wow. Um, big calls. Um, big calls. But, Probably might but, die uh, if he hears that, but you know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I found some of like she's um, she's not bad. Um, I played against her the other week, and I was I surprised how many good spells and rules she has. Um, Resort was an big... interesting um, decision for this update. Um, but yeah, she, she's like, not bad. I like all of the changes they gave her. Um, I think if she got Focus 7, she would be really good. Her really spell good. list, by the way, is amazing. Yeah, snipe, yeah. snipe plus a damage output for me- melee and on um, Assail is a huge spell list. She has everything. She has damage buff, threat extender, deep armor buff, range buff. What more do you want? I mean, she actually just has everything. And then her feet is actually quite good. Yes. It is yes. in Signa in particular, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and now she can one round a heavy on her own. Uh, flank definitely is like one of the secret juices you give to it. I think, so Beth is a Morrowind, but I think you'd never really, you still no, really no, want to play her not. in. She's like, a Storm, you don't, you don't a storm play, Knight. She's a Storm Knight. Like now she's really, and the fact that they she, have She always has said, been. Yeah. The more when, when, the fact that they've now come out and said that the next CID for models, like a, the themes on well, is like going to be update, Storm yeah. Division. Yeah, like, that means that automatically you're going to get something spicy going on there, I reckon, right? Like, there's just, like, a lot lot of good in Storm Division to be had, if if it gets better, for what she brings, right? Like, Snipe in Storm Division affects quite a lot, um, as does, like, Dauntless Resolve. So, like, you start making um, things like Stormlancers quite powerful again. Um, But but we also don't know what else will come from that. Like, there's, there's some okay things there already, but anything that gets buffed on top of that is going to be quite important. Like, we'll take whatever she's bringing quite well, I feel. Yeah, I that'll mean, Dauntless right. Resolve, Dauntless Resolve, Sort Life, so... One at a time, guys. Sorry, guy. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Brian, go on, no, Brian. Chris, go. Brian. 
Okay. What? Dauntless Resolve Storm Knights, especially with the feet in action, were always just great. And the fact that you had access to Onslaught just for showing up, right? Like, it meant that you could cut layers of support you didn't need. Like, hell, Maddox has claimed the fame when all of this theme nonsense started was that she was the way you got Pathfinder into Storm Division, right? Mm. Like, you took a slightly less powerful caster because she had the one spell easily accessible in that theme that meant that you guys were just, for lack of a better term, supercharged, right? Mm. I mean, now, you like, used to take her because you hit things pretty hard as opposed to everything else in Sigma. Yes. Mm. Brian, what were you going to say? Oh, he said it. Okay, That's well done, lovely. Chris. <laughs> no, no, well done, Brian. Well done for copying so, the so, the Chris, you, you, you prefaced um, uh, talking about these battle box casters as um, different levels of, levels of spice. So, on a scale of not spicy to old spice, as in the man you wish your man could be, um, what, where would you rate Beth Maddox? Uh, I'd rate her probably middle of that scale. Like, I think mm. she she herself. Hmm. Actually, I, I I think she's more like a trailer. Honestly, like. I kind of don't at present see a reason to play Maddox. Not for the yeah. best, like, for the... Because, like, at present, I think other casters in Signar do it better. Again, like, the fact that she is a Morrowind but doesn't, like, mean you want to upend, like, your striker twos and threes from that Morrowind theme uh, means that, you know, like, the fact that she's a Morrowind just doesn't matter. And the fact that Storm Knights themselves are kind of relegated to, you know, good old, like, um... Uh, the Storm Lance Division still, or the occasional, like, I'm technically Storm Division just because I've got, like, Storm... A Storm I wanted to play a Storm Strider with some Lances. Like, mm. neither of those things change. What I'm seeing in the future, though, is that, like, the fact that she... Like, Jack is right. Like, her buff selection... The fact she has four upkeeps and are now, at present, can freely... She will be able to freely upkeep at least three of them. Mm. That's kind of important, right? Um, the actual fact also that um, Storm Lancers, you know, are getting changed and that she herself as a Storm Knight is going to be recipient of at least some of those buffs. Like, any kind of battle plans. Like, they'll probably make some change to the Stormblade Captain because God knows that guy's a fucking Giga Chad, or at least he used to be, right? Well, any changes they make there will roll on to Maddox, right? Yes. So I have no doubt that, at, like, at present, I say, like, you know, possibly not worth taking, more like a, you know, commercial preview of, like, Coming soon to a theater you know, near you, Maddox and Storm Division. Watch in what terms... Sir Dreyfus can do with beatback and plus three power and, like, some other garbage. Mm. Mm. So it feels like it's one of the, in terms of spice, it's that kind of spicy meal where you're not sure when that spice is going to come or if at all. Yep. Ooh. Yes. Mm. Yeah, so that's fair. Be a Carolina Reaper or, like, you know, something mid-tier? Uh, it does, that doesn't really matter. Like, you know that something's coming and then your bowels are going to... Moving on. Uh, Are we right. just going to go down the list from here? Yeah, let's do yeah. it. I was actually going to say, is like, I know he's 100% old spiced for no other reason, if nothing else, than he's in my faction. But also, the guy looks like, like he'd be on an old spice commercial on top of that. He, God, he's the Warjack caster you wish your car, your man was, right? Like, oh my God. And that is, of course, the Kador entry of this one Lord Kozlov, the Viscount of Skarsgård. Now, this dude was kind of in that weird spot before any of this nonsense of being almost good enough, right? He had a unique niche in that a lot of his stuff didn't rely on battle group, so he could run, like, mixed groups, and he was one of the few casters that had specific buffs for, say, battle engines, right? Now, they're like, okay, well, look, 
literally whatever changes they do to him, it kind of doesn't matter which way. They can make him more infantry focused, they can make him more mixed arms focused, or battle group focused, or whatever, right? Something will buff him, and maybe they'll get him over the edge. What they did was not what I expected, but greatly appreciated. So Kozlov, basically, the big thing he got is he he himself gets Gangfighter, which is important, because he's Matt 7 Power 12 Weapon Master, to start with. So that's automatically good. Like, that's the stats of a Great Bear from Mark II, right? And if anyone remembers getting owned by Great Bears, congratulations, join the club. But now he becomes a Mat 9 Power 14 Weapon Master, so he, by accident, has, you know, almost Butcher-level stats, and with Fury, he actually hits harder than Butcher. Okay, pretty good to start. His Warjacks thing, get it. Ooh, that's a, that's a little bit different, right? Because um, Gangfighter is... Power 21 Juggernauts. Jesus. Yeah, like, what the actual fuck? Like, I mean, it's well, the point where you're just like, I don't need this on, like, Behemoth, right? Like, I'm happy <laughs> to take Behemoth not in my battle group, because Matt 7, you know, Matt 9, power 14 armor piercing, probably unnecessary to kill whatever I was touching. Never mind that I could put Fury on Behemoth, I was, right? Like, I was gonna say, he almost doesn't need to cast Fury most of the time. He will not cast Fury on his battle group almost ever. I yeah, puts it on like, himself like, when he wants like, to I, I solve the problem. This. Exactly. Like if he's going to like sort the kid like sort the wheat from the chaff, like it's going to happen. I would say also that um his like yeah, like basically like if he's casting Fury, it's probably gonna be on a unit. Like honestly, I'd rather almost like on several solos. Like Yuri the Axe with Fury, fucking majestic, right? Because that guy will go in and trigger Gangfighter for a heavy that wants to go in and instantly hit them with a power. I think it's 16 Thresher Weapon Master. Like you know, those aren't fake numbers. Those are ridiculous numbers. Mm. So if you want dice, like this guy is your guy, right? The fact that the heavies. But more importantly, like, the map buff is so interesting in Kato because almost no caster does it. I can tell you the last caster who kind of had that kind of buff buff on a battle group-wide scale, uh, it was Karchev. I could also tell you one of the reasons why it got nerfed. It was because of, oh, I don't know, the hunt that's Mat 5, right? One of the reasons that that spell, that combination worked so well is because it meant that you could scale up in bulk. Now, I don't know if he actually brings back the old Berserker Mad Dog spam, but if anyone's going to do it, it probably actually is Kozlov. And even if not that, Gangfight is just such a great spell. And then finally, he just gets Jackhammer. Rule. And his it's not a get... spell, Chris. Mm-hmm. It's better than a spell. It's just flat on his card. No, no, I mean Jackhammer, the spell. Right? Oh, sure. Like, no, he you said Gangfighter. Uh, okay, sorry. I was about to say Jackhammer. My bad. Regardless, he gets Jackhammer as a spell. That is, you know, just extra gravy on top. Probably encourages you to get an adjunct because you, like, Kozlov, Jackhammer on Kozlov is so good. Like, if Kato could take an Archonaut node, he probably would take one kind of thing. As it sounds like, it means it's more dangerous to use the spell, but that's okay because his stats are actually quite decent. And finally, his feet. They've upgraded the feet for almost no reason I could tell. Like, it's not like Kozlov's feet was bad. If anything, I thought Kozlov's feet was actually one of his best parts what about it. What was it before? It was plus two speed and unyielding, right? Now it's plus two speed and flat armor. Mm. And then finally, as additionally, you get an additional die on charge attack damage rolls. Oh, uh, did, it didn't have anything of that sort? No, no there was no damage on the feet oh, before. Oh, shit. 
Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's, like, a, it's a straight very up buff. Good feat now. It's a massive buff. Like this feat is like is pretty unreal. Like for like instance, he was hitting like a truck. His whole army was hitting like a truck before this. Now it's just like the math is extreme. And he feels like pretty open for like because of the way the feat works now. Um, sorry to interrupt, Chris, but um, as a non-Kador player, I look at this guy and I like I don't think there is a Kador theme where I would be unhappy to play him. Um, uh, like he, he he looks like he works pretty well in. I mean, I don't know if I'd be rushing to play him in Winterguard, but um, most of the others, I actually think he pl- he runs a pretty good like mixed um, like blend of, of army. Like you could play him in Man of War, you could play him with um, Kayazi. You I guess you could play him with Doom Readers, and potentially even um, what's the other theme? Iron Things. Iron Things. If you want to put yourself to sleep. <laughs> Well, honestly, I was a bit worried that he'd be an Ironfang buff caster in the same way that Maddox is, like, waiting for Storm Division. He'd be like, mm. waiting for Ironfangs, boys. I like that they went in a different direction. Mm. If nothing else, because he's playable, like, pretty much right now. Yeah. Um, It's funny you say Winnegard that he's not really good. Like, I sort of agree, except that, remember, you can run, like, extremely jack-heavy Winnegard lists, and you can put that buff on, like, I don't know, a gun carriage, right? And, yeah. yes. I guess, uh, like, I guess Winnegard take... Like, they take an additional die on damage rolls and fury pretty well. I mean... Um, oh if you just want to charge idiots at an, at an army. Even then, like, uh, for starters, just for anyone playing along at hand, that's like a power 15 weapon master charge from a one-point model. <laughs> that now no. has an extra two inches to charge. Uh, also, just FYI, like, the reason why is, like, Social 1 still works in that theme, and more importantly, like, that Winnegard idiot with his axe, even if he's waving around, does trigger Ganfighter, which is realistically what they were there for anyway. Like, I think you still would actually play him in Winnegard. Like, it might even be better than Jaws. You mean Source of Zero? No, because, like, well, I mean, that's one of the reasons why, is, like, Source of Zero is the god there, but the fact that in Winnegard you have Winnegard infantry that can shoot... Take repo well. You have access to gun carriages. It might actually be better. You I very effectively chunk up the board, and I agree with your um, point there that I don't know if you need to play him in Jaws as a as a battle group heavy caster because Chosen Ground is such an excellent spell um, for running battle group large, and that's like that's really the big be- benefit you get out of Jaws, right? Is that you get yeah. Pathfinder in your guys. Well, he brings that. And then you just play him in a in a list that brings exceptionally cheap infantry, good battle engine, good weapons crews, um, and still brings Sorcha Zero. Like it feels like you got some cash money there. It kind of even doesn't matter. Like you still get Kayazi as well if you want them because they're probably yeah. There's some there's some next job. Oh my choice. god! Like yeah, like but on the other hand, let me put it why the argument why you want to put my put him in Jaws is because you can take two units of free like two Kayazi Eliminators, take a unit of Assassins, and then you put that feed on them. And you put Fury on, like, the Kayazi blob, and you're like, what on earth is, like... That's you're getting charged by Power 15 Weapon Masters at Mat 8, and they're also Speed... What? Speed 8? Like, yep. those are some ridiculous numbers. Uh, to make matters worse, right, like, Sorcia Zero can then selectively hand out Boundless Charges to get that one extra crucial guy in on the random target. And the fact that Kayazi have parry means that they can go anywhere to trick Gang Fighter. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I have no, like, uh, there's a lot and, to this guy. And I hate that and, I'm about to open this uh, can of worms, and I'm, and I'm really going to regret saying these two words on the cast, but he, like, because of that reason, and in those two particular lists, and I guess you could play him with Doom Rivers if you really wanted to, but, like, I don't know if that's necessary. Um, but, like, 
he is also, because of the way that that is working, you know, bringing a battle group heavy list with a bunch of dudes, is that he does kind of entice good Alexia 2 lists. <laughs> um, and I do feel dirty for, for bringing that up on the cast. But, um, but because basically you're getting hyper-efficient everything, then you're bringing a model that then turns that hyper-efficient everything into more hyper-efficient stuff. Um, that's pretty excellent. Like, I, I actually, I really rate him now. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah. A, someone had to say it, so thankfully it wasn't me for once. Yeah, so uh, I'm just trying two, to keep it contained. Try, like, you know, yeah, 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 that's yeah. fair. Appreciate yeah. it. I mean, good. there's a lot, like, this guy, there's a lot to unpack here, and I'm kind of excited to do so. Like, look, you can run some derpy stuff as well. Like, Devastators are one of those, like, models, the Clamjack, that is, mm-hmm. where basically... If you can make a Devastator hit as hard as a real heavy, then you get something quite extreme. You basically get an unshootable, uncontrollable model that just runs straight at stuff and will guaranteed get damage onto your opponent, right? Well, mm. Gangfighter is like almost perfectly what this, the Devastator wants because it's an accuracy buff because it's only mat 6, right? And it's a damage buff to get it almost the way, like, punching at a regular heavy's weight class, which is power 18. Cool. Then it's our power 21, because of course it is. Gets an additional die by accident on the feet turn. And then, this is the really disgusting part. It has plus up. two armor. It has plus two armor. If we want so to go... you're not being even, hurt for attacking. Yeah. If we want to go even more disgusting, if you engage a Devastator, Kozlov on his turn, can cast Jackhammer on the Devastator, throw as many punches at as he wants, then activate the Devastator, immediately closes up. Yeah, that's gross. No. Working as intended. So, you can now, I mean, ideal circumstance on feet turn, you basically get, like, a bunch of power 21 hits, and then you feed on your Devastator, and it runs at, like, speed 6, armor 25, into your opponent's zone, and tells people to, like, go deal with it. By the mm. way, Koslov's feet is like Osram's in that you just have to be in his oh, control area at the time. It's a pulse on both oh, aspects. Oh, like, damn, Daniel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's good. I, I, will, I will say before we go all on the hype train that the thing to keep in mind with this guy is he is all numbers, right? So mm-hmm. there are reasons not to run him, and those usually involve some kind of shenanigans rules, right? But if your feet list can handle that, or that's what you have a need, and look, truth be told, Kador often wants a list that just can't be shot at because it's sick and tired of getting owned by, like, I don't know, Storm Raptors or Siege 1 or some other, or Thamorite Archons or some other shit, right? If you need numbers at a problem, Kozlov might be your guy, and he still has some aspect of his old kit in that he's very good with multi-battle group stuff. Like, his, one of the reasons Sorcerer Zero is so good with him is because he also helped Sorcerer Zero's Warjack just hit like a real big boy. Like, hmm. Sorcerer Zero's Warjack won't get gangfighter, sure, because that's just a buff that clearly he needed to have. <clears throat> but, you know, like, when Sorcerer's Jack comes in, he's just like, cool, have Fury. In fact, if you're running Behemoth, have Tactical Supremacy, because, you know, that's a, just a good spell to have on that guy. Yeah. This um, guy feels like a real Ragnar in terms of design space, where they just buffed a guy who maybe needed a push, and they just, like, Threw him up to the top of the pile. They gave him a shove. I would say, like, I'd comfortably say he's about... He's, like, in the top five of Kador. And more importantly, he's not in that, like, joke top five where it's just like, okay, Kador probably has two casters, clearly. Hmm. Well, three casters, I should say. Vlad 2, Vlad 3, and Krios 3, right? Like, no, he actually gets up there on his own merits, and it's possible that, like, he actually changes your pairings up, right? 
how he does it and why, it's hard to say. Like, there's a lot of themes he could go in, right? Um, I feel he's very flexible because of mm-hmm. how flexible his spell list is. Because, like, I could, I could as, as you guys were talking about earlier, I think you could put him in a lot of different theme lists to get a lot of interesting combinations because of how flexible that spell list is. Yep. I can actually I see him... I can make an argument for him in Jaws for literally no other reason than the fact that Jaws... Of, sorry, not Jaws. Wolves of Winter, for literally mm-hmm. no other reason than Wolves of Winter gives you access to uh, Colden Lords plus Greylord Forge Seers. So you yep. can... Just throw out so many random, like, um, random uh, focus points, accuracy buffs, damage buffs, that sort of thing. You might just decide, you know what, I don't actually need Sorcerer Zero. I'm going to run Clamjacks and Marauders and, you know, the other tools of war because I replicate Jord's buff. And I don't yeah, but... need the extra threat range if possible because I can make up for it in Tuds. It's hard to say, but it's I mean, like... he brings threat range and damage on the feet in yeah. an extreme way in such an extreme way. And you'd be like, well, you know what? I can just swap people with armor 22 to 25 Kador heavies. Like, mm-hmm. and then you can deal with it the following turn if you so choose, right? And Turns out that's Doom Reavers make good gang buddies. Look, he also is one of the few models in the game that actually has a direct synergy with Butcher 4. And Butcher 4 is probably a guy who can trigger gang fighter. Like... That's not a thing. Like, that's not, like, something to underestimate. Um, in fact, it might be arguable, if anything, that his um, his Wolves of Winter list may, in fact, just be, like, a bunch of solos and just a whole bunch of heavies and just, like, derping around doing Kador stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I would say, at present, though, in general, lean towards his old, like, haunts, which is probably going to be some flavor of list with Sorcerer Zero. And then we'll expand it out from there. But, like, I mean, look, that feat works really well with Man of War, as you could probably imagine, as does Tax Supremacy. Gangfighter is just an amazing marshal. He's a cool guy. He's definitely the Warcaster I wish my Warcaster was. Yeah, yeah, 100%. All right, let's have a look at um one of the casters that I'm actually, even though I don't play the faction, I'm really kind of interested by, which is um, Bane Witch and Garthia. Ah, uh, yes. So she's cool. She's an interesting one. So... That's my head. Yeah, that too. So Death Shroud, just remind me, Death Shroud is the ability that Thagrosh one yes. has, which yeah, is minus two damage. Yeah, okay, good. Then in that case, yeah, she is like a whole bunch of different random stuff thrown together and I think she's good, but I don't know. So sure. I I think that the um the the combination that she has with the Bane Knights is really cool. Um, because, I mean, I mean I do, I'm not a Crick's player, so I know there's a bit of um, unsettlement about, you know, taking Banes in a non-Bane list and no longer having a reason to really play the Bane theme force. But I really like her with a unit of Bane Knights in Scourge of the Broken Coast um, because Bane Knights are a fairly okay unit. Um, they've got set defense and a mini feat for, uh, what should we call it, Re- defensive strike, which is mm. pretty cool. Um, and then... You combine that with um, her spell list. So, you know, she can just go around and hand out Death Shroud. So those guys then go up to Armour 18, which is, not, which is whatever. Um, but then she can also land Parasites. So their, their defensive strikes are actually pretty meaningful, like if you can line that up. But then she brings, because she's doing that, that's, that's a fairly good unit package. Um, her Hellrot spell, which is plus two Armour and Retaliation, stacking with... Death Shroud on a Kraken 
is pretty obnoxious because that Kraken then goes to arm 23. Um, and then you like bring a, uh, and then it has gang fighter and she has parasite as well. So uh, if you then decide, you know, you want to be really spicy, you bring asphyxius and the hermit of henchhold. So a, it's the, so, be, so, you know, that Kraken is not dying too much because you're burning hermit on it. That Kraken then threatens an extra two inches and then punches up to power 28 with not really much work behind it. Um, so you do, you're doing all that. And then on top of that, like that pack, that is just like one package. And I've described like 40 points of the list. Mm. And then you get to bring all the other abusive stuff that you normally would bring in a, um, in a scourge list. So whether or not you're bringing like, like, you know, the Frawley route, which is like, I'm addicted to shield guards, or you could bring like, you know, more units like, um, Satix's Raiders, um, and the whole bevy of really cool solos that that theme gets, or you can bring some guns. Like this, this, she's, I actually think, quite dynamic now. I still think her feet is a bit whatever. Um, but yeah. like, you know, yeah. Ghost, Ghost Walk is fine, and Stealth is fine, but I, just, I don't care about it all that much. Her feet's um, kind of just shit. It's a bit shit. Like, you, you'll use it sometimes if it's ever relevant, but like, you know, you're bringing a bunch of stuff that is going to not ever need Ghost Walk. Um, and Stealth is kind like, it's a okay spell. I think it's a bit of a whatever spell. Um, but I like her spell list, and I like the, the combination she has with a few pieces now. Whether or not it's amazing on the table is yet to be seen, but I would be, if I was a Crix player, I'd be happy with these changes. Her henchman ability is actually really good. So good, right? Plus two death and mat. Yeah. What the? Death, mat, and apparition? And like, apparition. That is bonkers. Yep. I actually think the reason you play this this caster, by the way, in the Bane theme is so that you can feed on Bane thralls. Sorry, <clears throat> Bane warriors. Uh, Bane fighters, why? like, uh, why? Because basically, like, that, the, A, that's something you can't do in the regular one. B, Bane thralls are tankier just by general, and they appreciate the damage, like, the threat extension more. What's um, the extension? The threat extension from oh, Apparition. The, ap- the Apparition. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah. see, like, by, yeah. like, taking... If you take the Bane Thrall UA, right, which you're probably going to do because it's the Bane Thrall UA, you give that unit tough now... You also give that unit um, Rise, and finally you get that unit Voidbringer, so D3 plus 3 guys just come back, you know, just for showing up. Like, I, I agree, like, the reason they picked Bane Thrall's Bane Knights as, like, the unit you can bring in any theme seems very specific, but um, if you want to play her in the Bane, like, in the, sorry, the Bane theme, right, that's one of the things you can do, is make the minion, the um, henchman unit the Bane Warriors. Um... I think she's... I kind of would have liked her spell list to see some love, honestly, but I think she's okay. Like, I don't know how okay is good enough, but um, like, as someone a lot who's, of her... Yeah. As someone who's never had access to Parasite, I'd be happy with a minus three armor spell. Yeah! She doesn't need to do much more than that. Like, her henchman ability is, and Darth and Death Shroud are kind of almost well, spell effects thing, in like... of themselves. I would say that she kind of does actually need to do more than that, but she might do that just with Death Shroud, because Death Shroud is like... Crick's checks are in such a weird place, right? And Crick's battle groups. Like, Crick's battle groups were never really a thing until Black Bindustries came out with Asphyxius 3, and specifically was that combo. And all Gatsby 3 really did was give them the extra two armor. Well, Agatha also does does that, you know? She has um, Death Field, and she can do on, work on other things, like, I know, Bane Knights, for instance, or um, 
slaughter fleet, fleet raiders, just anything in that list. Um, yeah, but you gotta can... keep keep in mind how far up the board she has to be to do that effectively. Yeah, it's true. She has to set seven inches or so behind the model she wants to protect. Actually, she's probably closer to six. If it's like a small base model, and closer mm. if it's a large. Yeah. Or even closer if it's a huge. Because you, you probably want to give it like that two inches, in most mm. cases, of protection to catch an enemy model attacking you. Hmm. So it's not she can't just sit at the back of the table like all like Gatsby can. She's literally gotta be up in the midfield, uh actually, in a pretty a, dangerous spot. Actually that's true. And her output has now suffered because she traded Deathfield for like, you know, Dark Shroud for Death Shroud. That's the uh, I think there's something here, but I, well, I, I don't think it's a, yeah. I don't think it's bad. She just you just have to be aware of where she's sitting. Gatsby with Death Shroud seems backline. pretty seems pretty painful to deal with. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Just let's not forget that Gatsby just got an armor buff. Yeah, a passive no, armor buff. It, it's not a bad... It, it's essentially she becomes a Creel Stone. You just have to be aware of where a Creel Stone needs to stand in a lot of cases. And she's yeah. worse than a Creel Stone because she's got to catch the enemy model, not the friendly model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. It's I, like I an agonizer. I, I think I'd feel better about this cluster, honestly, if she had another defensive thing. Like... 15-15, no defensive tech apart from her feet giving her stealth. Like, uh, that's a bit awkward, right? And yes, Death Shroud does give her basically 15-70 into melee, but like, that's mm, not the best of stats. It's not like, say, Thagrosh, who's like, what is Thagrosh? 14-18. No, 14-16 becomes 14-18, becomes sometimes 14-20 with rapid, or 14-20 with rapid healing. Like, you know, that starts getting a bit out of control. Like, uh, where's she's Oh, he also has transfers. Yeah, true. It transfers and tough, if that matters, and, you know, a bunch it, of other it, things. The only difference is that he has transfers. The re- only relevant difference, uh, which is uh, a bit... Base stats is pretty important, but yeah, sure. All right. Hmm. So, so I'm just having I fun guess. building lists for her right now. It's cool. I think, look, yeah, that's perfectly fine. I think in conclusion, like, I could see her actually still running in the Bane theme for what reason. Like, just take... Bane Warriors, and then two units of Bane Cav, and, like, you know, the Bane Warriors can become your henchman unit, and they're probably going to be the best that Bane Warriors have ever been, ever, apart mm. from the heydays True. of Gatsby 2. And, like, yeah, why not? Um, Where do we go from there? Oh, hard to say. She's spicier than she was. She certainly is. I think she's also worth a second look. And, yeah, the existence of Gatsby does complicate things a bit. The fact that I do like that they made an effort to take the obviously mono-themed caster and try and make her work in multiple themes to be quite appreciated. Mm. It's cool. I like the Irregulars rule. That's that's actually kind of interesting. Like, just to exist in the game now. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, um, very interesting, actually. Like, yeah. like, I'd be happy to see that elsewhere. Like, it kind of helps break... It is elsewhere, theme. isn't it? It is uh, elsewhere. I believe it's on, like, a... Mordecai, for instance, to specifically get a Void Spirit in oh, his ghost, list. And, ghost on, yeah. and uh, I think uh, Zal 1 has it for the similar reason, to get AGs in, so that his feet works regardless of theme. Um, sure. yeah. Alright. I um, think we should move on to a caster yeah. that you probably would have had some experience with, Tomo, and the last yeah. of our War Machine casters. Uh, Magister Helena. Yeah. Have you played Helena, Tomo? Yeah, man, I, I've like... I won a... Um, Tank on like steamroller with her. Oh, fair enough. Like, I just like, never last seen you play it. 
Yeah, no, she's good. Actually, um, now that I think about it, you've played her as well, right, Jack? I've actually played a lot of Helena, but I was just yeah. curious if Tomo. I've never seen her play. I think she's quite good. I was I was running lists um, when Harpies first came out with her and really rated um, her in what do you call it? Defenders of Ios running at AFG and a bunch of Harpies for the extra plus two gun mm. range. Um, it was kind of cool. So I I like I like Helena. I I like I actually enjoy playing her quite a lot. Um, and I'm not sure what I think about her updates, but I also don't know if she needed a lot of work in the first place. Yep. They're they're nice, but I again, like you said, I think she's pretty solid where she was. Ch- tune up is a good addition. The spiritual conduit or whatever it is, um, or whatever that that rule is called. Conveyance. Um, the field marshal. Yeah, the field marshal. I just don't really care that about. Absolutely useless. Dog shit, right? Well, it's like the, there's like one theme that you'd probably actually get use out of it, and I don't think it's she's... not. No, it's, it's yeah. relevant when you are candid destruction. And that's that, and, yeah, and that's sure. Some, and that's a sometimes. It's it's kind of only relevant when she arcs and a, a hand of destruction. And, and even then, then you're jacks real close. Even then, yeah. you're like already arcing it, so you're like a million inches away. So it's like, oh. yeah, it just it probably might mean that sometimes you like if you're casting it on a warjack, you might not boost it. But I I don't know. It's an awkward rule. I don't care about it all that much. But again, I don't think that she needed tons of work to begin with. I think her. Sure. I think look her bigger. If, if you look at her spell list, can you actually think of a spell you could add to this? Like, Rhythm of War is a unique spell, and also probably one of the most powerful spells. Like... So, I think she wanted, like, two armor. Because <laughs> when I played her, she herself. my issue was that, yeah, on herself, was yeah, that yeah, sure. she wanted to be pretty far up. Because uh-huh. her gun is very irritating. Super valuable, around. yeah. But she's 15-15. And the thing is, I was playing it in Forges of War, so I had shield guards everywhere. I still felt a little bit exposed yep. where I wanted to stand her. So, like, if you don't play it in Forges of War, it's, like, super awkward. I know she has diesel and blah, blah, blah. But if she just had two more armor, that, uh, I would be so much happier. I th- yeah, I think two more armor and maybe what, put her up to rat six. Yeah, sure, yeah. An extra rat would be nice, yeah. An extra rat would be awesome, because I think, because, like, when you look at it, and I agree, like, you look, and I was just on the um the meta talking to Jay about Rhett, and she got brought up, and I was like, well, if you look at her, she brings the Threat Extender, she brings multiple armor buffs, and she brings, an, like, a battle group output um, facilitator. Like, one of the she, best she, ones she in the game, by the way. I agree. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, in a faction that has excellent, excellent gun jacks. Um, so, like, I don't know if there's much that she does that doesn't work. I'd say those stats are really important. The other part is that, you know, she gets super optimized if they ever put the um, give focus unit to um, via jacks. Um, like, I'm going, uh, I'm going crazy. Like and, I, and look, every rep player ever has had that um, dream. But like, I don't like she's she's never been like non-functional. Yeah, she's she's been good. I I played her. She's fine. Uh, yeah, her, her limitations you... are the rest of the faction. Not too much to talk about. Although the question is, what do you tune up in the faction? Is it going to be Hyperion's gun? I can't think of too many things. It's Hi- Hyperion or Disco's Disco? gun, right? Like it's oh, yeah. yeah, it's either yeah. two. Well, or a Banshee gun. Disco. Can you even take that outside of Forges? No. Uh, I don't believe so. Yeah, that's awkward though. So it's like yeah. Uh, um, look, um, it, it's functionally an extra two focus for a battle group, which I guess is good, and, you know, not bad on, like, people on a Harpy, and, like, just giving a Harpy the ability to true. fully boost both guns is fine. Although you don't really want to move yourself out of position just for that sometimes. Sometimes, I mean, like, it yeah, can be a I little mean, bit awkward. Yeah. You are getting an armor-piercing gun. 
Oh, yeah, true. That's, that's true. But you don't need it on that because he already gets one, and then you just give it one, like. Yeah, and it's yeah. not an addition. Or you don't, and you. Yeah. Or you don't, and you just gets it for free. And the thing yeah. is, she doesn't really want a colossal because it doesn't work with Rhythm of War, so it's like no. a little bit awkward. I agree. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the best target is, but. I mean, I'll be a hybrid efficient target because it means that you could fully boost both shots. Um, from there, yeah, like there's a couple of meme targets, like Disco obviously got mentioned. Um, sure. Hydra and Banshees seem fine for it. Yeah, there's plenty of things you that are know fine. What? Actually, I, I will say, if you really want like the spicy target, it's the Demon because no. if you manage to kill no. something with no. Vortex no. Blast, then you have to take then a then Demon. Then, then you're paying cool. 16 points for a range 10 gun that doesn't work properly. Uh uh, uh 14 points. Does it? Hey, does it even work on the demon's damage? Uh, uh, no, because uh, the damage results from the AOE that goes down. <laughs> That's what I figured. Oh my god. It's next, basically. Next. All right, let's wait a, wait a right, minute. Uh, you know what? Actually, I, I'm going to say, yeah, okay. Someone check that out in post. Uh, you yeah, guys can blame on. us for getting it wrong anyway. We're going we're gonna to get it wrong, I'm sure. Mm. All right, so the next one would be Ragnar. Ish, except that we've kind of already no, talked about Ragnar. Right he is the old. He is like my old spice in this list. Yeah. He is pretty yeah. he's fantastic. Kozlov. He's the Kozlov of trolls. That's that's it. He's great. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's awesome. Moving on. I like how um, Ragnar and Malvin and Mayhem get to fight crime together forever. So. We'll... <laughs> yes. And boy, boy, do they fight a lot of crime. Let's, like, let's if, there, if there's to... any crime, let's on... move on. Yeah. Let's move on let's to salty memes. Um, right. Okay, so Tanith is really cool now. Tanith was already really fun, and Tanith got um, very interesting fixes. Those buffs are so broken. Like what? Right, right. Like her, her gun speed is... is still kind of a little bit shit, but like her uh, gun. As, we, as was pointed out earlier tonight, it is technically as impressive as Agathon's assassination run. Wait, just what? that you're casting bleed instead of a good spell. Isn't that the power ten? Yeah, it is a power ten. That's not yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. But um. Look, at least, like, the thing that, that actually matters with her feet is that the Storm Raptor in Secret Masters gets the benefit from her feet. So when you feet the, like, it is the most efficient Storm Raptor you can get. For a turn. Which I, for, for one turn. But the rest of her buffs are good. Like, the gun getting range 12 is ridiculous. Yeah, that's so much better. Like, if you think about it in terms of, like, the, the circle around her that it affects, is two inches doesn't sound like a lot, but... The circle is like way more than. It's you know. much bigger, and it, and that gun is is very relevant in a world where controlling archons is quite valuable. Right. And that yeah. gun Shadowbind controls is one archons. Of the few effects that work on archons. It's her best ability. It is her best yeah. ability. Um, and dark so, power is is stupid good if you ever want to cast out affliction. Or sure. bleed even like I mean. Or rift. You can even cast rift. It actually like becomes worth looking at like um. I think they did the right thing here. They took the part that, like, so Tanith was seeing competitive play anyway. Fuck, we, like, literally have Tanith this round in a league that we're playing online. Like, uh, that's one of the opponents played it. And, like, hell, like, uh, I think Rosie played into Tanith last round as well. And it was the Tanith Storm Raptor build. Hell, I've even played into you, Tom, with Tanith, right? Yep. And the best, like, most meme part about Tanith I've always found is her gun. Because it's just like, it has a whole bunch of random rules and does wacky shit, and then somehow you end up shadowbound and then rapidly dead. Mm-hmm. You don't really understand why it happened or how, but it happened. Mm-hmm. Right? It's super fun. They decide, like, you know what? We're just going to take that gun and make the gun more fun. Yep. And it seems good to me. Um, I think the only have... limiting factor is that 
Secret Masters is still an awkward theme in that it doesn't have really amazing units to work with it. Um, and there's, and like she wishes she could cast Sighting Touch on more models in that theme force. Mm, but, agreed. But outside of that, she's super functional and really fun. Yeah. Um, she also is like by herself just a cast a kill package rolled into one, and the fact that she can shoot a gun at not range ten means that her gun is less of a random death sentence if you know mm. you miss or yeah yep. or the thing that you shoot can actually shake shadow point. Yeah. Um, I was gonna like I'll, I'll get into this question when we reveal the when we view the last caster of just like our rankings of these tiers, but I think as a result of that because tenth was already good enough as is, and they fixed the run random weakness like, anti-synergy she had, I don't hesitate to say that she has got to be up there in terms of, like, the casters on this particular list, and in the circle itself, like, she does a unique thing by the fact that her buffs are very non-faction specific, apart from Scything Touch, she doesn't really care at all, um, and she herself can run different models to the rest of the circle. Hell, like, I think circle, generally speaking, have a problem with ranged damage buffs, or accuracy yep. buffs, or frankly anything buffs, and she solves that. Yep. And then um, um, process, she also just like accidentally kills casters. Why not? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so Krissa, do we need to talk about? No. Uh, so then we get to the last, what, the last um, warlock, which is Zakar. Um, who? Mr. Whippy hands. Wacky wave, wacky wavy inflatable arm floating tube man um, is still the wacky wavy inflatable arm floating tube man. Um, I'm, he's, like, they've changed him, um, but... They sure did. But my problem with him is that he's still not, like, so he's now got a threat extender, a mat, mat fixer, a damage fixer, Whoa, whoa, and... whoa, 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 whoa. That's, that's a very conditional one. I agree. I agree. He brings lots of number moderation, modulation, but... At the end of the day, I actually don't think he does... He basically still feels like a harder-to-function Morgul 2. The only difference is that he brings us... Here's a better one. He's actually just a shit Abby 2. Yeah, he's Mm -hmm. shit Abby 2. I don't know, because Abby 2 doesn't have mortality. But he definitely has a way harder time of triggering Alpha Hunter. He also has a hard time getting mortality off with all the things he wants to be doing. Yeah, well, like... First things first, they got rid of the what he his old like gimmick was, which was basically that he would um, slap a guy and then like auto hit them with basically um, mortality. Right now, I mean, okay, fair enough. You get rid of that shtick, that's okay, kind of because that, that like, wasn't um, a bad shtick though, especially with some of the changes they gave to him. Yeah, like now it's certainly more viable. I mean, for one, he's actually like Matt you know, like, range four in his... Sorry, he's, like, actually Matt seven as opposed to Matt garbage. Um, I mean, if they'd made him range three or four with the barbed whip, it would have been a perfectly fine way to go about it. Yeah. Because essentially um, he'd have ended up eight inches away from the target, nine inches away from the target afterwards. Can someone explain what his game plan is now? There isn't one. Um, So his game plan is basically to... uh, He's kind of like a mixture between Morgul 2 and Naresh. So, from the Oh man, that's a good combo. Yeah, well, that's the problem is, like, that's not actually a good combo. Like, he threats a long way. Like, let's say that there. Because he's accidentally speed 7, 
So he's threats 12 inches with his whips, right? And he okay. reaps five. So, so he doesn't kind of need to cast the, like, the speed, the repo five is kind of actually not that important because he, you know, you're scorn. You can take Archidons, right? And Archidons might be okay. Um, so okay. Archidons are is very good with in. him. Yeah. So his idea is sort of to charge in, whip a guy, like, smack a guy to trigger Alpha Hunter. So you're going to boost free, to hit? Try and cast... Or, like, you know, use the fact you've got two hits, whatever. I, you're, you know. you're, okay, no. but you're probably going to boost to hit at some point. Probably but anyway, go on. Yeah. Then you're going to cast more tally and boost to hit. So you're down to zero. One. What were you down to? You're down to... One. One. one okay, one focus. And you're going to, what, you're repo gonna... five backwards and not die? Yes. No, well, that's not what's happening. You could happening. sprint and then... No, wait, you can't sprint and repo. That would be almost too good. No. Um, so, like, and that's the problem is that I don't think you ever get to trigger Alpha Hunters and uh, Mortality... Without and, dying. And not lose or win that turn. I yeah. don't know. Um, I actually think... Well, for one, you have because, access in Scorn to, like, stone nodes, like the Immortal Vassals or whatever. I know they're in more themes than I'd give them credit for. What themes are they in? I don't even know. I don't think they're in the important one, which is... Um, uh, bring all the friends. Um, uh, you mean the, uh, the what you disciples of agony? Disciples of agony. Yeah, I'm gonna double check that. Extoler, extoler. Yeah, they're not. You're correct. Yeah. How so, is and, how is uh, an Arknode gonna make a difference anyway? Are you intending to trigger with dead weight? No, no, no. It's so you can just cast mortality. Mortality. On so, but then you can't trigger Alpha Hunter. No, I agree. Yeah. So then you're just playing shit Morgul at that point. I agree. That's why I said he's he's a worse version of Morgul. Um, and his his feed is okay, but it's still he's tied to Fury Six. Um, but it's just all the, everything in it is super like it's it's harder work than any other cast that does the same sort of things. Okay, so by the way, he uh, you can take his Arc Node in every theme except for the theme you wanted to take the him theme in. You wanted him. So <laughs> lovely, ten out of ten game design. Yeah, <laughs> Fucking um, sick. Like he even has psycho surgery. It's he's almost like he's trying to be happy too. And the um the the other problem is, is that like if he's going to be leading from the front in this theme because realistically um, this mean, is the theme you want him in. Do keep in mind, is that he does actually have maltre- maltreatment. So the above scenario, you can actually yeah, back like sprint seven and be on one or two, right? Like yeah, but then you like then you've got to find an inexpensive and effective way of making sure that he doesn't die. And I think that at that point, because Scorn, like, I think there's like a little bit of a problem where you're kind of incentivized to pay to, to bring things like agonizers and terror and um, crayers and all and like beast handlers that you've already got points tied up in support in the list mm. and your beasts aren't that amazing. So you want to bring them on mass, which means that the points left over for support are pretty slim. And then that means that you're like now playing with a caster who like, does all these things, and then you've, like, you've then wasted even... Like, if you want to keep him alive, you've wasted points in your list. If you haven't... If you're not keeping him alive, then you're just losing the game straight away. Like, it's just... It, it's, it's like a real damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario. Um, they, they didn't fix the problem that he had. Which one? Yeah, he had a number of problems. Well, I mean, the one you're describing now. Because this oh. was a problem he had to begin with. Yes. Where he's like, to be effective, I need to walk forward, hit something, mark Smack it, a boy. and then I'm standing yeah. in mean, the middle of the table. To be fair, he, I mean, is he got much, repo five. He's like much more effective at doing that now. 
Well, no, he's not, because now he can't cast a spell for free. Well, for, without a boost. Well, sure. I, that doesn't mean... It's, it's still more effective, because it gives everyone speed and mat and blah, 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 blah. He doesn't well, he gets speed if he kills someone. He's still a power 10 weapon master, which that can just fuck up and not happen. Of and then you're well, buying attacks. no one to kill. That's the other problem. Yeah, mm. I mean, that's a more realistic problem, is like... I mean, what is he doing? Plus, like, in order to... Tr- he can trigger Alpha Hunter using Deadweight and an Arc Node, but... Again, like, then you're playing him in the theme he probably doesn't want well, to be in. Well, then you're right? definitely not casting Mortality. Yes, correct. Because you just paid four for your fucking Deadweight, and, like, you're not casting Mortality. He yeah. needs Blood Boon. Admittedly, yes. here's the thing. Mortality, uh, sorry, Deadweight of all the random garbage nukes to kill an idiot model is actually one of the best ones to just do it, just to get a random effect, because sure. if you do it, you get the, like, you know, you get the, the secondary second effect. effect, effect. Yeah, 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 the yeah, secondary yeah. effect is not to be trifled with, because it works on everything. Like, yeah, it's good. You blob, you blob, a guy, you blob like, I don't know, like a solo next to a colossal, <laughs> and if that colossal is within two inches of said idiot, congratulations, that colossal has to forfeit movement or action. That's crazy. And here's another and, scenario. I'll compare it to Abby. So a lot of the time, Abby triggers Alpha Hunter off the objective, right? Uh, and she does it quite easily. She has three initials. Uh, on feet turn, she's, what, 14, 14, 16, 16, 14. Uh, yeah. So, like, if you think about it, that's eight, and then eight, five, five and, um, and then eight, five three. And three. So buy one and kill it, right? Whereas the car... You're going to go in at your power 10 weapon master. How many attacks do you think you're going to need to kill that? Let's do some maths. So on it's the charge... It's five and three. So you've already, like, with your initials, you've dealt, like, uh, half the boxes there. Okay. Then okay. you are got to buy an attack. It's going to do, yeah. like, fucking two damage. Right. No, it's, it's three and a half. So three and a like, half. You know, Sorry, three and a half. Uh, so guess what? So it's, like, two buys, right? Two and, and really, Yeah, two buys. Yeah. So two now buys. you're on four fury already. Just to trigger Alpha Hunter off the objective, which is mm-hmm. the most likely thing, because if your opponent's not retarded, they're not going to give you something to trigger it off, unless they want you to trigger it. But the objective, obviously, they can't control where it is, so that's obviously reliable. Now, you're on four fury. Are you going to cast mortality? I don't think you're casting mortality. Right. No. So really, all you also, got off that turn was Alpha Hunter and your defensive feat, compared yeah. to Abby, which is her Alpha Hunter and her offensive feat. Now, the turn you go in with all your shit, which would you rather prefer, a defensive feat or an offensive feat? Pretty sure killing all their stuff is better than maybe they won't kill all my stuff or kill me. Especially actually because his defensive feat is so strangely I don't know unreliable. Strange. Can you mean it's, the problem is it'd be a good feat on a on a focus like seven or eight oh, caster, but sure. it's not. It's on a focus six caster. Yeah, sure. Um, and maybe they knock you down so the map no longer matters. And then strength, the minus strength doesn't matter if they're hitting you with a heavy because you're death fourteen, and if you're knocked down then. You still dice plus plus something, so it doesn't matter. The the one like, counter the one counter to that is that like realistically he's bringing lots of archidons, um, which sure. will be yes. def seventeen no knockdowns and like so just in terms of like he'll bring models that are annoying to kill. It's just that the archidons don't do a tremendous amount of work individually, especially because he's not getting mortality. I agree. No he's getting his plus two mat and speed, which the yes. archidon is not. The problem with the Archidons is not, not, not problem with the speed. Archidons, but it's not what it's looking for. It's not looking for more speed and mat. It just wants to kill things better. Yes. Right. Because it's, it's, the limitation is threshold I mean, and, and, and damage. I, I will just say, don't forget, he does actually have maltreatment. And that is, like, so he has one extra fury on his card. That's so not enough. A lot of these... cast mortality and camp zero or some shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
take our above scenario, kill objective, cast more, like, kill objective, have four fury left, maltreat to get to five, cast mortality boost to hit, you're on one. Are you That's really going to live? good enough. Are you really yeah, going to live? I mean, if you, if you feat, you probably will be. Like, oh, if you're not you, he, how he dies a lot on that feat, Chris. How comfortable are you that you're going to live with one fury in the middle of their army? That you haven't killed, by the way, because you've killed the one thing you've mortality for sure, and probably a my, couple other things. Also, if follow- you just triggered it off an objective, you're in the middle of the table. Uh, yes, you are. Whereas my Abby, follow-up question is, how? Wh- what turn does Denny 1 always die? She doesn't always uh, die. Denny 1 is focus 7. Denny, and she dies quite yeah. a bit anyway. On her feet turn, yes, right? on her yeah. feet turn. And yes. also, actually, as I say, important is, like, Denny 1's feet also shuts down one of the ways of getting to you, which is, I don't know, speed. Cool. Like, and yes. she herself has stealth. Yeah, so she yeah. has stealth. Yeah, exactly. And... And one fury transfer isn't going to be much better than a couple of focus, like two focus, mm-hmm. functionally. So, like, and as I said, Abby on her feet can kill everything she can reach, right? Whereas the car can kill one thing for sure and maybe some other things and then have a defensive feet up. Yeah. One uh. is much better than the other. And to top it all off, I don't think Abby 2 is any good anyway. So. Savage. Probably Turns correct, out the car savage. is not spicy. So I have look lemon spicy. and herb at the moment, okay? Basically, if you order it, uh, I don't know you. <laughs> wow. That, that, that is Zakara Zakar looks spicy, but then when you actually try it, you It not. is spicy. It's just you will die from your own spice. Like, you'll be like, yeah, I got Alpha Hunter. I have mortality this. I've killed this objective. I'm weighing my arms up with a defensive feat. What could go wrong? And then you just die. All right. On a scale yeah, of he- one... T- on a I'm scale of, from one to Old Spice, like, he is he is getting paprika two? when you expected cinnamon. Mm. Two. Yeah, it's like putting paprika in your. No, like, you know how uh, he's gonna like, die. I know, your chocolate, your hot chocolate or something. Yes. It's just like it. Yeah, I yeah. actually think like a better comparison is you compare it a literal like compare Zakar to three of the casters on this list. One of them we didn't even talk about: Krissa, Helena, and Kozlov. Right? All of them do. Kind of similar thing. Like, Carissa is the easiest example, right? Like, Carissa adds numbers to things and threat range. It's, a, it's a, Instead of her having to stab something to death, she just casts a spell and pops a feet. Yes. And that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and in Helena's case, like, Helena has an archable spell, but it works on everything, not just Matt, Rat, and all that sort of thing. And her gun, like, if you need the extra threat range, it's all about, like, the position of a gun. But it's a gun. It's controllable. It's something you can plan around. And then finally, you've got Kozlov, whose, like, solution to this is basically he brings all the numbers literally just by throwing spells at the problem. And his solution to the threat extension is either popping feet using Sorcerer Zero or, frankly, both at the same time. Mm. Um. I, I don't think any of those casters like, are anything for, like Zakar. No, he's I agree. trying to do something completely different. They're none of them I like him at all. He's uh, he's trying to be he's trying to be a guy who goes up, does work, and the work helps and benefits his army, but he can't survive like being in the table where he wants to be. Correct. He's like the guy who's like he's like the guy who, who's like part of like the football team who really wants to play, but he's the fucking water boy <laughs> because he can't fucking participate because he'd get mauled. Mm. Uh, that's the By caster. The way, did you He's know the that water Zakar boy. Has a character beast. Yes. Yeah. Cool me die. I forgot about it. <laughs> He's not too bad, but like, it's not gonna help him. No. 
You know what's going to happen to Zakar? He's going to go up and do his stuff, and then Malakus is going to kill him. That's it. He's going <laughs> to basically path him twice, and then spray him in the face, and then he's going to burn to death the next time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, uh, all right. All right, guys, I, I'm going to have to bounce in a minute, so... No problem, then. I, I, like think, uh, I, think, I don't think there's anything left to say about Zakar. I'm really yeah, sad a, that he's not there. There was very little to say about Zakar in the first place, and I think we've exhausted everything there was a couple of times over. Possibly. Yeah. I, I, look, I'm happy to be proven wrong on Zakar, because if anyone's going to make... Yeah. If anyone is going to surprise us, it's going to be dumbass Mr. Whippy Hands, and then we're just going to complain about Scorn being OP for, for one reason, not being Stone Man's being immune to every effect in the game. Right? Mm-hmm. And if that happens, fucking good job. You did it, Reddit. We won. We won. We defeated yeah, the demons. I'm happy to be wrong. I just, I just don't think I am. Yeah, I don't. I'm not like. I think there's enough like random meme value here that you can explore it, but yeah. I'm still more excited to play Narash than this guy when I look at their cards. Just saying. Yeah, let alone like Morgul too. Like fucking Morgul too. What a stud. Yeah, but Morgul is good. Narash is. I, I agree, Morgul too. Like if, if I'm gonna look at the if I'm gonna look at the bottom of the pile with Zakar, then I'd rather play Narash. Thank you very much. That yeah, is a more yeah. fun turn to polish. Mm. All right. That's in fair. that case, um, in that case, before you leave us, Tomo, can you give mm-hmm. us something for us to talk about to round up the cast? Because going through these, for one, even like Zakar, like he's fun to make fun of, but he has, like, things going for him that mean that we could be wrong, right? Like, anything you want to, like, Fair. add for us to talk about to round us out? Because I think we've gone through a good discussion of the casts as is. Yeah, no, I think, uh, look, my personal feelings on this is that these were all changes that we talked about tonight that weren't publicly tested. And I actually think they're all pretty okay. Um, which is actually kind of nice to see from the from the dev team that it's um, like you know I, I actually feel like I, I trust the current line mm. developers yeah to not make abjectly like either stupidly overpowered or stupidly underpowered decisions um, a lot of it feels actually okay kind of in the middle and I as a as like for where the game is at the moment I actually think that's kind of a good thing um, I would probably like to see a little bit less prevalence of um, we just fixed numbers or made numbers bigger or or whatever. Um, and do more interesting, nuanced things. But I think that you've got casters in this batch that do that, um, particularly mm. like Agathia, I think is is like my sneaky favorite um, out of the batch because I think that she does some stuff pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I think that's kind of where I stand. Of like, I, I like overall, this is like the troll stuff is good. Like, I think we've well established that earlier. Um, I think the nerfs are well, well, well deserved, but the um the Caster well buffs executed. were, yeah. The caster buffs, I think, were well executed as well. I think you can actually see, like, this is going to work as intended, which is it's going to get these casters on the table. Some, in some cases, for the first time ever. Um, <laughs> yes. Which is, which is good. Like, that's what you want out of these sort of updates. Um, yeah. That's all. I think that's all I got to say on the on the on the topic at the moment, dude. No problem. Take care, man. Uh, right. I'll just say then uh, a piece of it. It's just like it was actually like. Uh, it's a bit of a psychology of how like nuffs, buffs and nerfs tend to be interpreted, right? It's just like people love it when something they like played and they have nostalgic feelings for get buffed, right? Like we could have had an opposite to this. Like we could have had all of the top tier stuff just basically had its heads chopped off. And then 
in some ideal world, like these casters would still land at the power level that they're currently at with their buffs. But we'd think about it in a completely different way. We'd be like, oh, the game is like so much less dead, like interesting now. So many casters, like, fuck, Kozlov is now one of the best Kadol casters because like all the Vlads basically just lost everything. Um, and things just went to craziness. Well, look, we can just finish off by saying which of the new Battlebox casters we think has will be uh, a meta-defining in, I don't know, next six months, 12 months? No, that's a good one. All right. Um, do you want to go first? No, you and can go do, first. Okay, well, including... I'll, I'll list two then. And I'm no, 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 you only get one. Really you only okay, get one. Okay, I only get one. Um... <sighs> and no, don't All give right, a, actually, don't give a gonna... Just give them the, the cast and let everyone else think about it. I mean, that's easy. It's going to be like um, Carissa, right? Mm, um, the new ones. The new ones. New not... ones. All right, new ones. Then. Since everybody um, bought Carissa. Carissa, yes. and apparently... All right. Well, we've definitely mangled this one up. Um, I'm going to just say... I, I obviously going to probably... Fuck it. Malachus. Right? I'm not going to say Kozlov. Kozlov will be great and all that sort of stuff. But That's I'm an interesting one. Kozlov. I like your pick. All right, Ryan? I mean, I'm going to pick the one that I've seen on the table the most, and that's Ragnar, because I think uh, with the safe stuff pick. we've seen with him, it's it, yeah, it's a safe pick. Safe pick. I'm not going to say Zakar. <laughs> well, we're not doing the opposite of what I said. but uh, Yes. Correct. I'm going to go with Maddox. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. It's like, I, think I, could, these, I could see even, her coming back. Yeah. I mean, her's the one where it's basically like Storm Division could be anything from terrible to treasure with her. Like, Stormcloud's getting yeah, randomly buffed. We'll would see, definitely... I don't think we'll see that in six months, though. Um, or it'll be at the very tail end of March. the six months. Yeah, maybe. Be, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but that's when we see the CID, not the changes. Sure. It's maybe true, problems, yeah. But still. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I don't see them ha- Like, if it's 12 months, then... Who fucking knows? I, I don't think it's 12 <laughs> months, because I believe it's just a change to existing models. But either way, like, Maddox, yeah, I agree. Like, Maddox would be one of those, like, potential ones. I think, though, all of these casters actually do have the potential. Even Mr. Withy Hands have the potential yeah, to surprise he's us. Close. Like, here's the thing. Like, we didn't say Tanith. Neither, none of us said Tanith. If Toma was here, he'd probably 100% just say Tanith, right? And it's because, like, you can already see what effect she has had on Circle as a theme. And the fact that she's been even playable even without any of these changes, right? Um, and these just well, that's a one of the reasons I chose Ragnar, right? Yeah, Ragnar. Actually, I, just, I just forgot completely that you can actually get Eye of Menoth with Malakus, which makes it somewhat more interesting. I said that earlier. I forgot, completely <laughs> forgot until now. Oh my god! Like fucking ten out of ten podcasting, Jack. Totally. I definitely don't play that faction. <laughs> I, I think it's more... Well, I mean, that Jack has literally not existed since themes came out. No, I mean, I have Menoth, as in... Oh, right. Dev Zero's buff. Oh. Ah. Oh. oh! Oh, right. So oh. you mean that your yeah, I totally assassination that you're too. talking about is going to be actually 17, 17... Yes. That, yes. Is it 17, 17, 15, or 14? I can't tell. I think 17, it's... 17... Uh... Probably 17, 17, 14. 14. But that's you know, okay, you know, right? That, yes. But yeah, yeah seventy seventy fourteen at rat eight. Mm-hmm. Those oh, are those better. are like numbers. Those That's are pretty bad. good. That's not yeah. bad. I'm definitely gonna try and face someone with that. 
I, I'm sure that you just tell people that, and then they'll just freak out, and they'll do all the work for you. Either way, though, sure. I think wrapping this cast up, um, I'm glad that we have these new casters in the mix. Um, certainly, I think that they basically make bring a lot to it, just with, like, even if nothing else, like, dusting off stale, like, stale concepts, maybe giving you another reason to look at it. Digging out your battle bots, for starters, right? Um, most of them... I have a to reason to finish gaming Kozlov. Um, yeah. Hell, like, I... Reason to put him on the table. Reason to paint more jacks with him. Oh, man. Like, mm. I think... I felt Kozlov was go... always really close to table time. He was just a little dull. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And now, I know you're actually going to say that he's actually that much more interesting, but he's definitely that much more powerful, so it doesn't really matter. No, I think he's more interesting on the fact that, like, jackhammer as a spell makes him incredibly flexible. Actually, true. I can see a lot of the times one of the reasons if, if, you might want to play him indoors is because you can put tax supremacy on himself so he can walk up and jackhammer stuff without dying. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. if you didn't put jackhammer on his spell list, I think he would have just been a numbers man, but jackhammer yeah. actually gives him plays like the one you mentioned earlier which allows them to actually use clam jacks to yeah. uh clear themselves off and then run forward and still be annoying correct Let, let's also be fair that's not use clam jacks that's abuse clam jacks sure no that that's fair i mean kator is the faction of abuse but mm-hmm. well uh, abusing your opponent <laughs> uh, uh, i mean correct. i i'm super keen to put kozlov on the table all right um, in that case, anything more to wrap up before I round us out? Because we do have some announcements I'd like to get into. I probably should have put this at the start of the cast, but you know what? We might as well do it. If you guys have been listening to us long enough, you probably have been long-time listeners and or endured victims. I mean, well, yes. Go ahead, Chris. It. Jesus. Uh, but yeah, like, do you guys want have anything else to wrap it up with? If we, we'll, we'll keep talking if you let us. Just You should just do your announcements. No, no, I was going to say, like, okay, so first things first, um, we, as, like, myself and Brian and one of our other Olicals, Arian, are, think, um, are basically going to be releasing a new series of casts. We've been playing Warcaster in the background, as we've mentioned a couple of times in this cast, but obviously we can't really talk about Warcaster in a War Machine cast, so we'll be releasing a new cast, which will be called Encrypted Command, so look forward to that where we go over a bunch of forecaster stuff and we'll be launching a, probably a line, I'd say sometime like late November, early December. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a new couple of casts coming up, I suspect, for a bunch of other events as well. And in general, yeah, look forward to more content of us. I'm sorry it's been a while, honestly, but I kind of think we kind of all wanted to just like give it a rest and wait for some good spicy stuff to talk about. And Lord knows this has been real spice and quite nice. Yeah. No, uh, I'm keen for some Warcaster talk. I'm really keen tomorrow to put some Empyreans on the table. I've printed out all the rules so I can play, t- so I can uh, practice with them. Uh, I'm not looking forward to getting mauled to death by those squads. Jesus Christ, this thing's just terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. They might be. Well, we'll have to find out. It'll be uh, the first time for any of us. We will definitely find out one way or another. Um but yeah, I think that's it for this. I will say, like, this has been exactly the kind of dynamic update I wanted. Like, it didn't go crazy overboard with the nerfs. Like, this wasn't kind of like a bad dog kneecapping. Um, no. Like, I think it really actually does curb, like, uh, Infernals in a relevant capacity. Did it touch, like, did it touch things that other people wanted? Like, did it, like, also, it touched uh, Mercs, and I think it touched Mercs enough, right? Like, 
Yes. And that 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 nerf is kind of dip more subtle. Did it nerf trolls unjustly? Yes. Is that part of trolls faction identity? Also, yes. <laughs> um, two yeah. two mercenary models nerfed trolls. Just saying. <laughs> oh, so beautiful. Actually, when you think about also, it, one of the reasons. Yeah. yeah. Gatsby four by accident nerfed trolls. <laughs> think about that, because he's the reason yeah. Hoofer changed. In addition to other things like, you know, Void Archons. I mean, I I was just referencing the fact that um, Boomheller himself is technically a mercenary model. Yeah, but I mean, that's the reason why, (laughs) or one of the reasons why, I should say. Okay. I think, though, we're probably, like, I think that's a wrap, though. Um, If there's anything you guys want to add? I just want to say, we gave Zakar a lot of shit, but uh, he's a spicier cast and if people are excited to play him i hope they put him on the table and have fun he's not uh, because really that's the end no he's not he's just incredible like he's super dangerous he like if you want to live on the edge of a knife then you can play zakar and you'll have a lot of fun because that's what he's going to be standing the better your opponent is the more risk you will be in playing him that's all i mean he's not bad he's pretty close to being good actually uh, yeah. yeah he's on the border he's he's literally on the knife's edge and a number of analogies yeah Indeed. Frankly, also, like, as a podcast, we can probably just say, look, you know what, I'm just going to say it. This car is unplayable. Prove me wrong. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Yeah, indeed. No, in fact, he's utterly unplayable. He literally, by his existence, Cuss, makes score worse. Cuss, that one out. Uh, we're definitely not. But, on that note, though, I'd like to thank everyone for listening, and good night. Good night. Bye.